This is The Rant presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Sunday, May 16th, for a special episode of The Rant. Unfortunately, I'm going to be unable to post episodes on this upcoming Monday and Tuesday, the next two days, due to family obligations. I also, unfortunately, was unable to uh, upload this past Friday, which I apologize for. No, I gave no update, no warning, no anything, so I apologize for that. Used to seeing me daily. I apologize for that. I wasn't unable to uh, record and post an episode due to uh, prior obligations, so uh, I apologize for the missed episode on on Friday, and uh, unfortunately, I will be be unable to post episodes on Monday and Tuesday. So for that reason, I decided to uh, record an episode today and share with you guys since uh, it was a pretty exciting weekend when you're talking about uh, what has happened with the New York Knicks, the final outcome at the end of the season. Uh, They sweep the homestand to end the season, uh, beating the Spurs, obviously coming back from down 18, uh, continuing on to beat the Hornets on Saturday afternoon uh, in an overtime game in which they were up around 16, I believe, uh, in the second half. Blew that lead. Hornets come back, have a chance to win it at the buzzer. Doesn't go, and then it goes to overtime. The Knicks finish them off winning uh, by nine, I believe. Uh, And then moving on to today's game, uh, they finish off the Celtics to officially clinch the four seed, uh, winning 96-92 at home, kind of struggling down down the stretch in the fourth quarter, losing the fourth quarter by eight points to the Celtics. But I'll get to all the the I'll get get to short analysis of the game because that doesn't even matter anymore the the fact is that the Knicks uh, are the fourth seed right now they clinched home court advantage for the first round of the playoffs and they will be playing the Atlanta Hawks in the first round Uh, Atlanta this is their first time in the playoffs in around three seasons I believe Uh, so this will be a fun matchup of kind of young inexperienced teams Uh, this was the best matchup for the Knicks I think all fans would agree that uh, it's a better matchup for the Knicks than going up against the likes of Miami or Milwaukee so big big fan of how the season ended for the Knicks Uh, you know they went 500 on their road trip that really rough road trip they went three and three which was a win uh you know obviously they could have beaten the lakers in that game but can't get too greedy three and three that was good for the level of talent that they were playing against so you know to finish that three and three on that road trip then to go home sweep the the homestand uh when you're down 18 against the spurs uh and then you know you really blow it against the hornets in the second half mainly the fourth quarter uh and then you kind of do the same thing today and we saw a lot of resiliency out of the knicks the same thing that we've really seen the entire season and uh really just an incredible finish for the knicks to an incredible season uh they finish the last two months, when we're talking about April and May, going 17 and seven. Uh, I'm not sure where that stands in the NBA, but I'm sure that that is most probably top five in the NBA during that time. Uh, they finished the regular season 25 and 11 at home, which is why uh, it's obviously huge that they got home court for the playoffs because uh, they're such an incredible home team. Uh, I don't believe that they're a top five home team in the league, but I believe that they are top 10 in the league in terms of uh, home uh, record. 
but to look at some of the stats that really are impressive with when looking at the Knicks this season, uh, especially when look, uh, looking at their improvement from one season to the next uh, and kind of their discipline on the court and how uh, the change of culture in Thibodeau uh, has had an impact on the team. But, uh, you know, I'm not even going to look at any individual players like, you know, how I get very excited about R.J. Barrett finishing the season shooting uh, 40%, a little above 40% for the season. Uh, he was at 40% before this game today. He shot two of four from three, so uh, it'll be a little above 40%. That's exciting. Obviously, Julius Randle, 40% from three. That's, uh, you know, around an 8 9% increase, uh, I believe, from last season. If not, maybe last year uh, he shot even worse. But uh, when he was, you know, peak before this year at three-point, I believe he was at 34, 35. So, you know, around 5 6% increase from three-point percentage from when he was at his best. But he's obviously also taking more three-pointers. So uh, to go up in your uh, efficiency when you're taking more shots, that's extremely impressive. Uh, you go ahead. You look at Bullock and the and the pickup of Burks in the offseason. Uh, both got two guys that are shooting forty percent from three on the season. The trade for Derrick Rose, how he's shooting uh, fifty percent uh, from the field since they got him, and and forty. 40 plus percent from three. Uh, I mean, it's really been an incredible season for those players that I mentioned, along with others, such as Nerlens Noel, who is a pickup in the offseason. Then you just got to give credit also uh, to Leon Rose uh, for finally getting our guy, Tom Thibodeau, who understands uh, how important the Knicks are to New York and what it really takes to change the culture and what Knicks basketball really is about and what uh, Knicks fans want to see, uh, which is, you know, they all obviously offense is nice but defense is arguably the most important part of the game and uh, I'll get to the stats in a second but uh, gotta clap it up for Leon Rose uh, finally bringing in Tom Thibodeau after all these years you know not even that long but uh, he, he did he did sign with Minnesota. You know, the Knicks were uh, definitely looking for a coach around that time as well. Uh, they had the likes of what? Uh, Derek Fisher and um, later on, I'm, I'm blanking, Hornacek, Hornacek and uh, whoever else. And, uh, you know, I'm blanking, Fisdale as well. So, you know, they've been through a lot of coaches. They, I feel like they, a lot of the time, they had the opportunity to pick up a guy like Thibodeau, and they didn't. So give credit to Leon Rose for picking up that guy who is helping to change the culture, but also Leon Rose is a part of changing the culture as well. Uh, you know, and and hopefully now that he has changed the culture a little bit, he has uh, shown a winning aspect to the Knicks and uh, kind of making them an attractive destination for free agents. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean... He's a guy that definitely has connections that maybe some other guys for the Knicks haven't had in the past. Uh, you know, being a former agent, one of the biggest agents in the game. So uh, just a fabulous uh, season for the Knicks. And uh, to get into how uh, he helped change the culture in hiring Tom Thibodeau, uh, you, you look at these stats. I mean, I guess we'll start. I'll try to start with the defensive ones, but they're not in any order here. Uh, so the Knicks were seventh in rebounds a game this year. Um, 11th in blocks. That's probably the worst that you'll hear of any percentage. Uh, they were fourth in overall defensive rating, including being first uh, in opponent's field goal percentage, first in opponent's three-point percentage, and uh, and then yeah, fifth in uh, or fourth in defensive rating. So first in opponent's 
field goal percentage, first in opponents' three-point percentage, fourth in defensive uh, rating. That's just incredible. I mean, uh, you get the right players for in the right who have the right mentality to fit this system, and it's going to work out. And that's what happened. I mean, not only are these guys hard workers, but as I said in the past, they're versatile defenders, and they could guard different positions. I mean, today we were seeing. Uh, or maybe it was yesterday we were seeing seeing Nerlens Noel guard Miles Bridges a little bit. I mean, uh, that just goes to show the versatility of the center could guard someone like that. I mean, Julius Randle could guard a Miles Bridges or he could guard a center. Reggie Bullock can guard anyone from like a one to at least a three, maybe even a four. Uh, so, I mean, it just goes to show the versatility, how well the team is built, how Leon Rose knows how to build a team. And uh, also shout out to Scott Perry for signing Julius Randle in the first place. I mean, uh, if that never happened, who knows where the Knicks would be. But um, to continue with more stats to show the change of the culture and how uh, just giving it your all every night will change. I mean, I started with those, you know, seven rebounds a game, 11th in blocks, that's all effort. Uh, fourth in defensive rating, that's all effort, along with first in opponent's field goal percentage, first in a uh, opponent's three-point percentage. Uh, you know, obviously it has to do a lot to do with the scheme, but also uh, you have to implement the scheme. That's why it didn't work in Minnesota. It's working here because the guys are implementing. They're giving it their all. That is the most important part. Uh, additionally, uh, they're only fifth in opponent's points off of turnovers. Uh, they don't allow, They get back on defense very well. Uh, they don't, which is limiting errors. Additionally, eighth in opponents second chance points. So they do give up a good amount of offensive rebounds. Uh, but you know, they limit the, the errors or the second chance opportunities, uh, off turnovers and off of, uh, offensive rebounds. And there are second in opponents fast break points. As I said, they get back on defense. Uh, you know, that, that's what it is. It's all about effort and, and really, uh, buying into this Thibodeau system, obviously give the credit to him, but you also need to, you know, implement it. And it didn't work in Minnesota. It worked with the Knicks. Uh, and then they're also fourth in opponents points in the paint. Uh, I'd like to also point out that it's incredible, uh, you know, that what Nolan's Noel has been doing, not even being like the primary rebounder out there, which is obviously Randall. He averages the most, but he's like this guy that's just helped defense will always be there for you, uh, has your back. Uh, and his priority isn't the rebound, but it's the help defense, getting those blocks uh, and boxing out, I guess, and allowing other people to grab the rebounds. Because, uh, you know, Julius Randle averaging 10 rebounds, RJ averaging six rebounds. I mean, I think Nerlens Noel averages more than RJ, but, uh, you know, to not even be the team leader in rebounds and, and to be the lone center out there, obviously, is uh, interesting to see. So uh, I think that I, I really like uh, how... Thibodeau uses Noel, obviously, like the whole system. I mean, you see just based on these numbers how uh, he's completely changed the, the culture and the mentality of, of the Knicks. Uh, additionally, you just got to get smart players on the team, uh, and that's something that the Knicks have done, uh, especially, I mean, you know, Derek, when you think about Derek Rose, Alec Burks, uh, Nerlens Noel, uh, you know, adding quickly to the team. Uh, also, Toppin, who has, you know, shown improvement throughout the season. Uh, the Knicks are third in three-point percentage this year. Now, they're not top 20. They're not even top half of the league. 
uh, in three-point makes. Uh, that's because they're only taking smart shots. They're a smart team. They share the ball a lot. They're very fun to watch because they're going to give it their all every single night. Uh, yes, they did play down to their level, uh, you know, down to the Celtics level uh, today, unfortunately, in that, especially in that fourth quarter, only winning the game by four in the end. But uh, really a time to just celebrate an amazing season, at least for a day or two before uh, we set our eyes, our sights to Atlanta coming up to New York. Uh, I don't know if the, if the playoffs are starting Saturday or Sunday for the Knicks. They're going to start Saturday uh, with the playing games beginning on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, one conference is playing Tuesday, the second on Wednesday, and then I believe the the second games uh, for the eight seed will be on Thursday. So very excited for for all of that to go down. Obviously, um, obviously excited for the Knicks uh, next weekend against the Hawks. They clinch uh, home court fourth seed and playing against the Hawks, the best possible matchup. So uh, hats off to Leon Rose, uh, Tom Thibodeau, Worldwide West. Uh, Kenny Payne, all the Knicks assistant coaches, uh, Julius Randle for working his butt off, R.J. Barrett for not letting uh, the haters get to him. Uh, you know, the list can go on and on. Reggie Bullock not letting the haters get to him as well. Uh, it hasn't been anything in his career really or anything so special in his career and, and having a real, uh, you know, impact on this team. Uh, on both sides of the ball and really being a leader in, in making us uh, leading us to the four seed this year. Uh, just incredible story for, for this group of guys. And I'm so proud of them and I'm proud that I was able to watch it this year. So uh, Nick's moving on to the playoffs. Can't wait to continue talking about them again. I am doing this because I'm going to be unable to post on uh, Monday and Tuesday, so making up for it with a little discussion today. Had to get talking about my Knicks making the playoffs, so very exciting stuff for uh, for Knicks fans. Uh, tickets are crazy, uh, around $800, I believe, to get in the garden. Um, I'll see if I'm going to be able to make it. That's a little that's a little steep for me right now, but uh, hopefully maybe they raise the attendance a little bit, lower the price with... Uh, you know, there being a, more of a supply of, of seats. But very excited for Knicks. I probably said that like 20 times in the past two minutes, but I just can't stop saying it. That's why I needed to hop on today because I wasn't going to be able to do it the last two days and I wasn't able to celebrate it, uh, you know, the Knicks on Friday from their win on Thursday against the Spurs. So I uh, had to hop on, talk some Knicks. Uh, Going to be moving on now, though, to talk about the Yankees. Had to get the Knicks out of the way first because uh, of what happened today, officially clinching the four seed and playing Miami. But now going to be moving this rant on to talking about the Yankees. So since I was unable to post on Friday, that means that I missed uh, discussing the series finale for the Yankees against the Rays where they got whopped by a score of 9-1. to one. Uh, They go on to win the series against the Baltimore Orioles, two games uh, to, out of the three. Uh, they win the first two games of the series, 5-4 to four against Baltimore, and then 8-2, and then they lose the last game of the series, 10-6. to six. Uh, So going back to the last series, uh, the offense still isn't looking good. Moving on to this series, uh, the offense, you know, although we beat, although we have won the last two series uh, against the Orioles and the Rays, you can count me as being a little greedy here. Maybe uh, we did get outscored by the Rays, although we won that series. Uh, you know, we only scored 
the Yankees only scored five or six runs in that series, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So really nothing special scoring-wise, hitting-wise in that series for the Yankees. And really uh, a lot of the same when you're talking about this series against the Orioles. Uh, you look at the first game of the series, uh, yes, maybe they uh, – before – I get a little too greedy about the Yankees, you know, asking for too much maybe. I'll say this. Uh, they had good stats with runners in scoring position this weekend. Uh, they were 7 out of 18, which is a 389 uh, average with runners in scoring position. That is good. Uh, you know, I think that one issue is that in this first game in which they won, they only went one for one with runners in scoring position, which was Urshela hitting his home run to take the lead later on in the game. Uh, that is an issue. Only having uh, that few opportunities with the runners in scoring position goes to show that the offense is definitely still struggling, although they did have uh, good stats overall with the runners in scoring position for the series. Uh, it wasn't, you know... I guess it was enough, but it definitely wasn't enough today. And uh, it's an unfortunate way to close out the series because uh, while the pitching has been performing extremely well as of late, uh, you know, Herman having his great outing and uh, unfortunately the other day Kluber, uh, you know, gave up four runs but was still able to, you know, uh, limit his mistakes and only give up those four runs. Still was able to pitch six innings though. So uh, it was a good pitching uh, weekend overall up until today. Uh, the one day in which the offense really shows out. I mean, that first game didn't really show out because Urshela needed to bail us out later on in the game with a pinch hit. The second game was the one game in which we really showed up, I guess. I'll give it to them. Uh, we scored eight runs, uh, you know, all except for one two-run home run from Judge. They were all via base hits uh, and one on a balk, obviously, uh, you know, which is nice to see, a, le a little less home runs. And then today, unfortunately, the offense comes to play, uh, scoring four runs in the first inning, giving the uh, pitching a lead, uh, w which has been common in this series so far. Uh, unfortunately, though, Montgomery gives up five earned runs in only three innings pitched. That was the lone... Uh, starting pitcher to really not show up in this series. Uh, you know, even when we were up, uh, he gave, we were up 4-0. He gave up two runs. Uh, we were still in the lead, though, and then we extend the lead uh, to 5-2. to two. And uh, in the third inning, he gives up uh, four run, or three runs, uh, gives up the lead in the fourth inning, and uh, that's all she wrote for him um, in the third inning, actually. But... Um, you know, it's unfortunate because the hitting shows up one day and the pitching doesn't. I think that this is something that I've seen a lot of in the past uh, where it's just inconsistency with the team overall. The different facets of the team aren't showing up uh, on the same day. And uh, the other days when the pitching and uh, the bullpen showed up, the hitting didn't necessarily show up. Uh, uh, other than Saturday, uh, even going back to that last game against Tampa, you know, the... the and the hitting and the pitching didn't show up, but, uh, you know, uh, it's just unfortunate where, where the hitting is at right now. It's really a struggle. Uh, the pitching really leading the way. I mean, you know, you look at the hitting stats, 22nd in runs, 25th in batting average, 20th in slugging percentage. Yes, they're 10th in on-base percentage, but uh, that goes uh, – 
along with, or you know, you can look at then the runners are scoring issues with the runners are scoring position. I mean, the on-base percentage isn't helping that uh, because you're not walking in those situations. You're getting base hits to drive runners in, and that's why you're you're 22nd in runs because you're 25th in batting average. So you're not even getting the guys on base necessary. But uh, the pitching right now. Third in the RA, fourth in quality starts, first in whip, and fourth in batting average again. So top five in all major categories. As I said from the start of the season, I thought that the hitting was the problem, was the biggest problem, was the biggest concern, uh, not the pitching. Uh, I had a big fight with someone on Twitter about it. He was telling me that I was an idiot for it and that I was wrong. Uh, look who's wrong now. Uh, definitely the the hitting is the problem, not the pitching. Uh, they Gave us no lefties, only Aaron Hicks, really. Uh, and apparently it's a concern, so I don't know why they wouldn't go after a lefty. Uh, you even look back in the past at, uh, you know, Shohei Otani and why the hell he wound up with the Los Angeles Angels instead of the New York Yankees. But, uh, you know, not going not gonna to go back to the past and then blame uh, missed opportunities and failed trades or signings because uh, the team that we have is extremely talented no matter what is happening right now. So uh, I am hard on the Yankees sometimes just because they have the highest expectations of, of a team in New York, hands down, and uh, they're definitely not living up to expectations this year, and they've honestly been a letdown in the past, uh, losing to division rivals in two of the past three playoffs uh, and not making it to the World Series since 2009. So, uh, unfortunate series finale from Montgomery again. Can't really uh, overreact to anything at this point. The Yankees are now sitting at 22-18. and 18. Uh, that is good for, I believe, third place in the AL East with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox sitting ahead of them. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays in its second. Uh, the, the Boston Red Sox have the best record in baseball right now at 25-17. and 17. Uh, So they're out of nowhere playing very well. I mean, they got multiple guys uh, hitting 340 right now in Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. So, uh, you know, they have a top batting average in the league. And go back and look at previous years, teams that won the World Series. Uh, the Red Sox were number one in baseball in batting average the year they won. And the Astros were also number one in batting average the year they won. Yes, both teams may have cheated. That may be a coincidence, but what can you do? Uh, I'm not asking for the Yankees to be the number one team in batting average. They just need to get better. They at least need to be top half. Uh, it may be too far along to even get into like a, a top 10, top 5, or at least top 5 conversation. But get me in the top half of the league. Get me into the top 15, please. Uh, and, you know, the offense needs to start showing a little more. Obviously, no Torres right now, no Stanton, and no Aaron Hicks. But uh, still have the highest expectations for the Yankees. So if you're upset with my views on the Yankees and how harsh I am with them, it's only because my expectations are so high. Uh, and I give the Knicks so much praise because my expectations uh, aren't necessarily low. But I haven't had expectations in a while. So uh, I'll tell you this. They, the Knicks have now raised my expectations. I want them to at least win the first round series and then uh, hopefully take on the Nets in the second round. Uh, and uh, give it their all, you know, and, and just really dog it out with the Nets in the second round. But uh, those are my hopes. Uh, this is my rant for this Sunday, May 16th. If you want to listen to this uh, podcast, The Rant, or any other Strive Sports podcast, you could stream 
all Strive Sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you could access them via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports. Uh, give Strive Sports a follow on TikTok for daily gambling advice. Again, slowing down on that a little bit because I haven't been uh, as hot with my gambling, and I don't want to lose you guys' money. Uh, and just uh, to repeat myself for reference for the next couple days, uh, I will not be recording or uploading videos for my rant or my uh, riding the BK train shows on Monday, May 17th, and Tuesday, May 18th. Uh, I'll be back, though, with a new new episode of The Rant, uh, Riding the BK Train, and uh, The Dogmatist on Wednesday, May 19th, though. I'm going to be covering uh, Yankees and the Mets, I guess, since uh, the Nets and the Knicks are going to be getting a little time off. Maybe I'll even get a little hockey involved since it's playoff hockey, and I really do love uh, playoff hockey. Uh, and uh, just shout out the Islanders also for getting their uh, <clears throat> winning game, one of their series against the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins on the road today uh, in overtime by a score of four to three. So shout out the Islanders. But uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, needed to come out to celebrate uh, the Knicks making the playoffs for the first time in eight years, clinching home court and the four seed with you guys. So hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a good week. I'll be back Wednesday for new shows. But for now, peace out. Good vibes only. See-